Apple announced new hardware and software updates at its developers conference, including its long-awaited augmented reality headset. We'll discuss the highs, lows, and everything in between in this episode of Today in Tech. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Joining me to discuss the WWDC announcements is Ramon Lamas. He's a research director at IDC. Uh, via Zoom is Johnny Evans, a columnist who covers Apple topics for Computer World, and our old pal Mike Simon, editor at uh, uh, Macworld. How is, how's everybody doing today, guys? Pretty good. Yeah. Tired? <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it was a long keynote. Uh, a lot of videos was, that we were watching. It was a day. It was a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's let's jump right into this whole Vision Pro thing. Uh, obviously, that was the big announcement that uh, it's probably the worst kept secret, I think, uh, in terms of Apple. Like, everybody knew it was coming, and um, there was no surprises. Although, I think watching all of those videos and well, waiting and waiting yes, and waiting. Yes yeah. and no. Okay. It, it was, it, we expected it, but... I'm going to say 80% of it, we had no idea what Apple was going to show us. Okay. The design, the functionality, uh, what was inside of the tech. Like we had vague kind of descriptions. Right. Like we knew there was a digital crown. We knew that it was like a mesh covered thing. But for the most part, um, it was all new. Right. It was all, um, you know, a surprise, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think the first thing I noticed when when they did, when they showed us the video of what it was like was, wow, these are ski goggles. But the, you know, that's sort of what I expected. Ramon, did, were you surprised by the look and the feel of it? Can we see Ready Player One? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and we knew that kind of going in, um, because uh, you know when you look at you know Apple's you know design language and design philosophy, you know you're not going to have something huge, boxy, big, and ugly. You know that's you know the domain of many other vendors out there, and we can go through chapter and verse of mm -hmm. vendors who've kind of violated that uh, you know design law. Uh, but when it comes to you know what Apple does with iPhones, iPads, Macs, etc., you're expecting something to be just a little more you know personal, a little more human, a little more elegant. And let's face it, that's Apple's DNA. Right. And to do you know something otherwise would be you know a total violation, and and that'll be one of the reasons uh, for people to say you know thanks but no thanks. And clearly that's not what Apple wants to do. Right. Right. Johnny, what were you? Uh, what was what surprised you when you first initially saw the video of what what was announced? Well, I, I think uh, given that we're all uh, um, um, slaves to the rumor mill. At least to some extent, one of the biggest surprises for, for for this was the price, which was higher than anybody actually expected, which came as a bit of a shock. Um, but um, but realistically, I think it's kind of unfair to get too focused on the price with this product because what it is is a route to future products, and it's a, a real flag in the sand we have here. Um, um, and 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 the feedback I've got from people who are there, various people who've been using the device, is mm -hmm. that in terms of the user interface itself, they've really nailed it. So maybe that's a surprise, maybe it isn't. But ultimately, the success of these things is going to come down to how easy it is to use. And and you know the idea that you can actually you know put your Mac screen, wear it, and then use a keyboard and a mouse with it—that's kind of cool, isn't it? So um, they, they've clearly put a lot of thought into this flag in the sand. Um, I keep falling down on the question of, you know, who's it for? Right. And I think it's for people like us. It's for enterprise developers. It's for cutting edge gamers. It's for people who really want to explore the space. But when it becomes a mass market product, it's going to be down the line. I just think that's what we have here. Yeah. Hey, I, people I, ask the same question about the iPhone. Who's it for? They did. The but, iPod. Who's it for? Right. Yeah. Uh, both right now, I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's for anyone. Apple is going to sell enough of them to make it worthwhile, so to speak. Mm. But it's much so. I, I I'll, I'll use the iPod because that's the closest comparison I can think of. When that okay. thing came out, it was ridiculed, completely ridiculed. Too expensive. What is the point? Who wants this thing? It's Mac only. Blah blah blah. Endless. And within three years, it was the biggest selling personal electronics device on the planet. Now, I think you're going to have to give the uh, Vision Pro a little more time than three years. Right. But what Apple showed us yesterday, it's a bad pun, but it's the only thing I can say, it, is a vision for five to ten years of computing. Notice they didn't use the word VR. Yep. They used the word spatial computing. Right. Mm -hmm. it, this is a completely new thing that we haven't really seen before. And um, we'll, we'll have a, a, our, our hands-on demo uh, later on 
but by the time this posts, we'll we'll have posted it. Yeah. But from what I what from what I hear so far, it the the experience of the thing is just next next level. And and we were expecting that as as well in terms of it's it's very hard to show that in a video of of right. what what makes it so special and you know you and I have tried uh, Ramon you've we've tried virtual headsets before and and sort of these these AR VR things um, do you feel like that like that's what's and again I think maybe that's why they're going to wait until next year because they're going to get all of these things ready to be in the Apple store so that you're going to be able to walk in the Apple store and sort of experience this yourself before you make that decision on, on buying it. Right. Well, you know, I I think they've given enough, uh, you know, material for and enough meat for us to chew on. (laughs) Okay. Um, And they do this in a couple different ways. You know, you can see how quote unquote easy it is, you know, to navigate around. I mean, when you put on some of the other, you know, competitor headsets, you know, you were given pretty much or being lectured to, which is, 10 times worse, okay. uh, a lecture about, you know, how to use it. Okay. Trying to figure out the click, the double, the flower, the everything and kind of pretty much tell, you know, who I'm talking about here. Um, but, you know, it, it's in Apple's DNA to make things so gosh darn easy so that you can just say, you know, forget the manual. I got this. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, you know, this, this product, Vision Pro and, 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 you know, for all intents and purposes, Vision OS is that, you know, this is an amalgamation of a lot of the devices and software and experiences that you've had before. Knowing you need to know how to new, uh, how to use a digital crown if you have a watch you got it yeah you know how to pinch and zoom if you had an ipad or an iphone you got it Mm -hmm. so you know i i think what you know apple is kind of hitting upon over here is that yes it's fresh and yes it's spatial computing and yes you're going to be able to see and do all these new things at the same time i think this is really key it's familiar okay you're not straying too far out of your comfort zone in order to use this well, especially if you're in that Apple ecosystem to begin with and have, you, you familiarize yourself with all of the other devices, then, like you said, you're going to know how to use that digital crown. And um, what surprised me was this sort of eye tracking that it's doing so that, that when you look around on the inside, then you, that's sort of like your mouse movement. Um, and then I, I, I believe is then to open an app would be, is that what the, the whole clicky thing is? Is that where the... I, I don't even. What, what gesture is this now? Is it like yeah, finger tap? So you're you're like grabbing. You're like grabbing things. Right. Like almost like you're grabbing an object and like scrolling and, and opening and things like that. The so the the gestures, if you to to call it that, it's it, it's 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 way more than that. But the mm-hmm. eye tracking and the, and the hand gestures, which is the you know the the the, the interface, the um not the interface, the um the the input device. That Apple, I. I, I wasn't in the room when this thing was developed, but my guess is that was where they started. Much like the mouse and the Mac, mm-hmm. the click wheel and the iPod, the you know multi-touch and the iPhone, that's what you have to get right. Right. Because the tech and all the coolness about it doesn't matter if you if people get frustrated within five minutes of using this thing. It has to be drop dead and simple and 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 you know, like you just said, that that's that's Apple's DNA. Um, it's the, the everyone's going to focus on the price. Everyone's going to mm-hmm. focus on the the look of this thing. I, I think of the AirPods. Remember, people put in AirPods. Everyone said, "Wow, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen." Who's going to want that? <laughs> now they're everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I got a question for you. But do you think Joe and Jane Smith on Main Street USA, or any other user, and, and perhaps even the four of us as well, do you think that you know people are ready to make that kind of leap? to you know, no. you know you know for the right input. Now, I mean like no. look, look I mean like you can say yeah you can use the magic keyboard but if you look at some of the videos you know you there's there's a, a gentleman wearing a pair of vision pro headset with a virtual keyboard in front of him right and they're saying yeah you can have you know Microsoft Word and Excel and all this other stuff you really expect me to do that you know virtually you know that is a really huge leap that you know I'm not prepared to take and yeah you probably use the magic keyboard at, at the same time but if I use the magic keyboard maybe I want a screen anyways and not have an infinite, re, uh, you know, uh, real estate to do that. I think that goes back to the, the Johnny's question about who is this really for? It was surprising to see how much was focused on uh, the enterprise or, or work sort of, you know, use cases before they well, got I, into the whole entertainment stuff. Uh, if one, I could jump in though, yeah, go ahead, I, think, Johnny. I think, I think that's important because the enterprise and work is precisely where they have the budget and they have the ability and they have the opportunity to, to come up with quite revolutionary ways of using interfaces like these. Um, think about emergency services, field service engineers, 
nursing, medical places where where this uh, where access to this kind of um, 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 augmented mixed reality information would make a huge difference. So so that's 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 kind of important too. But also you've got to think. I th I think I'm not saying what you have to do, um, but I think you, it's it's important to look at accessibility and how accessibility is actually literally baked into this product from mm -hmm. the start. They support dwell. They support voice. They support pointed control. They support voice control. And that is not just um, a, an outcome at the end of development. That's also the beginning. That's kind of they looked towards um, um, uh, accessibility as a sort of route for how they would make this usable. And the idea that they have glance um, to, def to, to define what you're looking at. You look at something, it moves slightly, and then you select it with a gesture. That's kind of clever. But what I like about that, being a bit of a privacy snob, is that when you do that glance at those objects in your 100-foot monitor screen, you're not going to be tracked taxed or or have or have your personal information shared with other people unlike perhaps other systems that are on the market and i think that's an important thing too because what we're defining here is a, a completely new computing interface isn't it and um, it might be a big bug eyes now but we know that's not the plan in the longer term so yeah i, I, I there's lots to like about it um yeah yeah, I think. you know, one of the things I, I also noticed in the in the video examples they were using in terms of the use cases was that they really didn't show you any sort of mobility or activity. I don't I don't say yeah. like, you know, you know, Apple has always been big on fitness and health. And, you know, I didn't see any sort of people jumping up and down with it or exercising with it, which it, it felt like it was very controlled of you're going to be either standing by yourself at a desk or you're going to be in your hotel room if you're traveling, or you're going to be sitting on an airplane, or you're sitting on your couch. Um, I'm, and I'm worried that like maybe the, this was that intentional. Like we don't want to show you, or we're hoping that the developers will maybe do that remote. You, you know, you know, right out of the gate. Two prayers there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think right out of the gate, you, you got to be really careful in, in terms of setting your expectations as to what you can and cannot do. Right. And one of the things they spent probably, you know, a goodly amount of time, but, and I personally would have loved to hear more, was about their R1 chip and the right. real-time, you know, sensor processor. I mean, when you think about, you know, the, the, the number of calculations that this device has to do to, you know, sense what's going on around you and, and you know, put the right things at the right place, at the right size, and at the right time, and, and synchronize it with, you know, the audio, and let's not forget what you're doing. It's a lot easier to do that if you're sitting still, if you're standing still, if you're not doing anything. Okay. If you're going to have a Fitness Plus you know, yep. you know, session and, and a lot of the, you know, speculation was like, oh yeah, of course you do fitness plus on this. You know, you can do, you know, Beat Saber on Oculus Quest 2. You should be able to do, you know, uh, a, a fitness plus session on this. That is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> well, yeah, because that'll be the first thing, like when, when they were talking about how the design specs of this and they started talking about the, you know, the expensive curved glass and, and all this other, it's like, you know, the, the second someone jumps up and down and then it drops on the floor and you've now broken this device, like that's going to be a disaster too, right? So maybe that's why they didn't show you that, that and, kind of things. And the first word going through your head at that point is thirty four ninety nine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also didn't notice they didn't show anybody outside. Uh, so I'm wondering about sort of the, you know, the types of outside lighting that you're going to need for this. It sounds like all of the rooms that they were showing these examples in were, were dimly lit and, you know, lighting is a big issue with a lot of these headsets. So, um, any thoughts on that? Do you think that they've purposely didn't want to show you outside because the lighting is going to be bad? Well, I, I think that's endemic to, you know, the, the, the market at large, isn't yeah. it? Go ahead, Mike. I, I think it's quite clear that this is not meant to be worn outside like the early rumors of this thing were that it was a pair of glasses you strap them on you you walk around and then the whole world lights up um what they the the, the killer use case as you know as every apple product needs i think is the is the work from home segment mm -hmm. um think about since the pandemic how much has changed how many more people have have home setups what about the next pandemic? What about the next shift in workspace? Because you could say enterprise. I'm not an enterprise, but I wouldn't be opposed to putting on a headset, having a multi-monitor setup, having a keyboard, and having that wherever I wherever I want to be. So I think like that's that's right now the UK. I, I am sure that fitness is something that they're already working on. If I mean, remember, is we're ten to twelve months away, right? from this mm -hmm. thing being available. So that all could come. 
Right, right. The Apple Watch, the first Apple Watch, it was not what it is today. Fitness was a a relatively small part of the original concept. Mm -hmm. And then they realized, well, this is how people want to use it. The whole Vision Pro, they need to get it out into the world with enough people, not so much selling it, but people to be curious enough to want it. So when the cheaper model comes out in 2025 and it's $2,000. Right. And they're going to sell them in, in relatively large numbers. Still not iPhone numbers or even I, Apple Watch numbers, but you know, big enough where it becomes, uh, I think within three years, this will probably be a billion-dollar category for Apple. Wow. Uh, Very least, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, one of the interesting things I saw was when they were showing the FaceTime video, um, and I think this was a question, that when the, Mike, the last time I talked with you and Ken Mingus about sort of the possibility was that what would the, the if, if you're on a FaceTime call wearing these goggles, what do the other people yeah. see? And they answered that question is they, they put this 3D scanning mm-hmm. camera and now they've created this hologram yeah. and you can see it on the screen here. The, the personas. The personas and, and they, it'll match your I, sort of you voice know. and your eyes. And first thing that went through my head was, wow, that's creepy. But then I was like, well, that, that's understandable because you're not going to show a picture of someone with the goggles on. Um, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I don't. The, the the people who throw in the word creepy around, I mean, sure, everything new like this is automatically creepy because your mind goes to like, well, I'm not used to this. And yeah. I'll tell you what's creepy is that, that those those weird avatars that Facebook has in the metaverse, those are creepy. Okay, that's true. <laughs> this is like for, for a first for a first gen absolutely bleeding edge product. Yeah. Um, the people who have used this thing and scanned themselves say that like it's it's pretty incredible now wow okay so what the thing does like 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 it scans your face and it puts you out there and then it watch like as you're talking it it, it conveys those like movements almost like like yeah. a, like you're making a, 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 a movie in, in in real time yeah and it and it so it's able to, to to convey your facial expressions and your and your movements to that image which is then projected to the person on the end, other end of the other line I mean, look, and in that I way, mean, that's a human connection within the community. Yeah. Bingo. Right. I think that's really important. Yeah. Bingo. Like, I mean, they, they could have done it with an emoji. Of course. <laughs> they could have said, hey, look, you're, you're, you're a tiger. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> or talking piece of feces. This, this, this right. entire interface. Or it's like those early and days. It, of, honestly, of it, makes, yeah. it makes the, the, what is it called? The meta quest. It makes it look like a toy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of it's competitive. Like, like, there's nothing in this in this class. Nothing. Yeah, Ramon. I mean, you have thought on the FaceTime stuff. I mean, look, it it, it falls right into what Apple w- really meant for this device and this experience to do. You know, they want this thing to be like as human as possible. Uh-huh. You can't do that with a cartoon. You can't do it with a comic. Yeah. You can't do it with, um, you know, you know, borrow any other example. You can't do it with, uh, you know, an avatar where, you know, we don't have any legs, but we just float around. Okay. And, and I'm really curious to see, you know, just exactly, you know, how realistic it is. Okay. Yeah. And how, uh, you know, responsive it is too. And, and, you know, it kind of goes back to that, you know, that R1 processor I was talking about earlier is that you don't want to have the kind of lag and, and, you know, exactly, you know, how is this? And I'm really curious is that how is it going to be able to detect, you know, just by my intonation alone, I'm assuming it's going to know what kind of facial expression or gesture that I'm trying to do. Right. Um, because it's only looking at your eyes, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> I've been accused many times of being, you know, probably a little bit too sarcastic for my own good sometimes. <laughs> you know, how, how does that convey? Yeah. Um, because, you know, if we're going to have that human interaction, shouldn't be able to, uh, you know, capture those emotions, you know, spot on. And, and I think, you know, this is probably not going to be the be all end all. This is a start. And it, that goes for personas, that goes for eyesight, mm-hmm. that goes for environments, that goes for this entire package that we saw yesterday. I mean, yesterday was many, many things. Right. But I, I think, you know, this is just going to be, you know, step one, because, you know, to, to, to Mike's point, you know, this is, you know, what we're going to see from Vision Pro in probably in several years is going to look nothing what we have today. And, uh, you know, when we take a look at, uh, you know, the release date, which is going to be, what, early 2024? Uh-huh. You know, look at Apple's all all their other, you know, hit products. You know what? You run out and go out and get that. Hey, congratulations. 
You wait a year and a half later. <laughs> okay, 18 <laughs> months, man. $34.99 later. Yeah. Here's version two with more bells and whistles. I mean, look, iPhone went from, you know, something that ran on AT&T's edge network to all the way to 3G. You take a look at the watch. It went from a timepiece to having GPS and waterproofing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who knows what the next Vision Pro is going to have? I would really like to see a lower price tag. So we're all excited about Vision Pro version three, right? Like that's, what we're, that's what we're really hyped up for. I think for. it's worth, I mean, just to sort of jump in, I think we just got to go right back to something else that keeps cropping up here, which is it's not going to ship till next year. And, you know, what's the betting the next year is early? I think it's quite slow. That yeah. It'll be early next year. So it'll be, you know, probably towards spring next year, maybe a bit after spring. So now suddenly we're looking at almost a year of additional development time. And that's not just development time in terms of physical or production facility. That's also development time in terms of uh, uh, the operating system and what it's capable of and how all the other devices in the Apple ecosystem that integrate so well with it work with it too. So there's plenty of scope and opportunity to... um, so that when the package does appear, what we actually meet is something far more sophisticated than we already know. But what they've done is define it. They put a a desiderata, a flag in the sand. They said, we want it to be this good. They've already pretty much, in terms of everything I'm hearing from the VIAR enthusiasts, um, nailed a user experience, which is better than anything else. Right, right. You know, so now they're going to tweak it, improve it, listen to criticism from people like me. There's some poor soul at Apple PR is probably going to have to listen to what we say today (laughs) to try and figure out how they can translate any criticisms we may have into real action. And and that's what they do. And of course they do that. And um, and so again, I think I think I think it's true to say that what we're we're sort of like we're talking about something which is already a myth because the reality that we're going to encounter is going to be something rather more substantial, and that's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to get back to the the hardware specs for a little for a second. One of the things that that jumped out oh. at me uh, when I was watching that that video was, oh, wow, they've got like a lidar scanner and the number of cameras that they've got on it, and this this concept of being able to mm. use the headset to take three D images and video uh, it's spatial, almost spatial video. Like that was like, oh, that's really cool and something I had never seen before. Now maybe I don't know, Ramon. Does that did that exist before the ability to sort of take these three D cameras and create like a three D? I think they, they they used like a kid's <laughs> birthday party or something like that. And um, but then I started thinking about, well, I, I could take this into a room and then basically map out the room that I'm in, and that creates like applications for real estate and sort of those types of virtual tours of different locations and things like that. I, I think it's new to the sense that, you know, what we're looking at of, of saying, you know, here, not only could you do, you use the, the LiDAR sensors and the cameras and everything else, you know, uh, as we've seen it in the past, because this is not the first time we've had LiDAR, you know, camera you right. know, built into a phone or anything like right. that. But, you know, now you can do, you know, now that you can experience space, you know, with a camera, once you have it in the display of the Vision Pro, now you can start playing around with that. And you could start using, maybe you put a LiDAR scanner and something like that into the new iPhone and then tell everybody, all right, well, now you can use this handheld device to start mapping rooms and mapping locations and taking these videos, but then you watch it on your Vision Pro later. Again, that's mm-hmm. that, that meshing of the Apple mm-hmm. ecosystem. Um, I was impressed that's by that. Yeah, that's already there. The, yeah. The iPhone and iPad already, already have LiDAR, so that's technically capable. They just had, it's just not a feature. Right. But I could see them then now promoting it now they've got the yeah, device to yeah, view it for on. Sure, three, they could that could be a feature of the next. Apple doesn't generally add features like that to old phones, but the iPhone 15, yeah, yeah. could have a, a, a camera feature that that works with the the headset. You take a photo here. I'm sorry, you take a video here. Looks 2D on your phone, and then you show, you play it on your headset, and it looks 3D. Right. Also, I think the Vision Pro, there's there's a hint in the name, isn't there? What if this is actually a sort of stalking horse towards becoming a video creation and content delivery system if you tie it up with a top-end Mac and and maybe some kind of future iteration of Final Cut Pro? What if it is designed so that it's able to capture that kind of spatial information on a wider scale? Um, Are we going to suddenly find... Are suspicious-looking people with Apple logos on their T-shirt walking around the sports games over the next season. <laughs> I don't think that's unlikely, frankly. But <laughs> yeah, but, you know, something like that. <laughs> um, you know, this is the pro. Um, what will what will the uh, what will the Joe 
version B, the Vision Joe for the average Joe. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got a job in Apple marketing if you just call it the Vision Joe. Oh, no, I don't think so. But I'm just so impressed with a couple of the names they threw out yesterday. Yeah, you might want to well, patent that name right away. <laughs> um, let's let's talk a little bit about the the entertainment aspects of it. Was was there anything impressive on on that front in terms of the ability to sort of uh, enlarge the screen, shrink the screen, uh, create these environments around you so that it's almost virtual? Now, again, they didn't say virtual reality and they didn't use the term VR at all. Um, I think that was intentional, but like. From from my perspective, I was like, oh, I've seen that before on some headsets, the ability to watch a movie and things like that. But was there anything else that jumped out at you, Ramon, from from that from that angle? Well, you know, I, I like the uh, well, first of all, you know, I like watching, you know, stuff on my own on my uh, on my on my quest too right now, because, look, I, I come from a family, uh, family of five mm-hmm. and, you know, heaven help us. It's a very rare day that all five of us could, would want to watch the same thing at the same time. So having this all to myself, it would be great. And, you know, how many times have you heard the story like, boy, you know what, if I I could only have a headset that I could bring with me on the road and I could watch my favorite movie like this. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I think it's, you know, pretty, uh, you know, pretty impressive. I like the environment piece, too, that you can slowly and surely, you know, phase everything out. Um, And I think, you know, that's going to eventually become one of those things like, oh, yeah, of course we have that. It's an Apple product. Right. Okay. Right. Same thing with eyesight. Of course it has eyesight. You know, Apple's already thought of that. And, and, and I think the eyesight piece is a, a really interesting one because, you know, it kind of takes out some of the, uh, uh, you know, we talked about these things being kind of creepy. <laughs> okay. Um, when they showed some of the video where somebody's eyes were actually coming through the device, to me, that was kind of creepy. But when you see understood, you know, what that was for and how like the, it, the transparent screen part, the transparent yeah. screen part, I'm like, you know what? That really makes just a lot of sense mm-hmm. because, you know, trying to have a conversation with somebody while you're in the middle of something, you I mean, you don't want to be taken out of your game, your movie or anything like that. Right. You know, it's that. And, and, and again, Apple does a lot of things well, and this is one of them. Um, but when they kind of bring that convenience factor so you don't have to go in and out mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. just there you just pause and then it comes back out but you know i think that's one of the things that's gonna you know you know it doesn't take away from the entertainment aspect yeah as other headsets would mike johnny any any thoughts on the entertainment part of it or the gaming part even i i, I the, still um, still... go ahead johnny go it, mike oh. so the the thing that jumped out uh, the, as the the most exciting part of that was that Disney presentation uh-huh. mm-hmm. where they went through a bunch of their properties. I mean, Disney, what is the like, the entertainment king of the world? They have everything, but like being able to see it in this way, they showed um, the Mandalorian and like different things popped out of the screen. Like you can go to this planet, you can go to this planet, explore this, explore this. That Marvel stuff that was kind of vague, but it looked interesting. The sports stuff was was amazing like courtside views of games. I mean, all right, so here's a question. Like courtside seats cost 500 bucks right. at the minimum. <laughs> if, I, if, if I could pay $10 or $20 to watch a game instead of on my TV set, but strap on my headset and sit as, as if I'm sitting courtside, I'd, I'd pay that. I mean, there is so, there, there's so many opportunities for entertainment. I mean, the, the movie thing is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can have a, a, a hundred foot, movie screen you know just by putting this thing on i mean if i'm watching by myself is is i mean sure i mean i'll i'll, I'll do that but the sports thing was what really uh, got me interested and as well as that like uh kind of like bringing it to like a different level of watching something rather than just watching like like an image or a 3d movie or something but like like disney implied that like, like disney section implied that you'll be able to like explore different parts of a show by going off into different mm-hmm. you know different realms right johnny did you had some thoughts on that too right yeah i mean i i, I, had, I had some fairly sort of tedious joke about it you know anytime i don't want to speak to the rest of my family i'll just shove my 100 foot screen on but <laughs> equally, the opportunity um, to, uh, uh, to, to sort of revolutionize the way that people create content. Now we've got a, mm-hmm. a content delivery mechanism that enables, as Michael alluded to um, with Disney, it, uh, uh, enables really quite powerful and substantial new ways to uh, deliver a broadcast, if you like, content or any kind of content. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and the idea of you're suddenly moving into a sort of three-dimensional space in quite a serious way. Um, I, I kind of dispensed with most of the earlier products which have tried to do this. I think we've kind of got a company which has got the commitment to develop the technology to make it happen along with the processes to drive it without burning your hands. Um, and, and so all your head. Um, so, it, you know, I think there's a real opportunity for this. And I think there we have to look quite closely 
uh, what developers are being shown at WDC this year and next year in terms of the vision framework and how that's going to improve in future years because that's going to be critical uh, to how this evolves. Right. Um, and, and I think that's kind of interesting you know, as a space to, yeah. Yep. Ramon. Yeah, I, I want to go back to something that, uh, that Mike brought up that I, I, it just uh, popped into my head was the, the Disney piece because, you know, Disney was coming up with all these things. You, you can see, uh, you know, Marvel characters come out, Star Wars characters come out and stuff like that. Anybody catch the, 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 the Mickey Mouse video? Yes. Yeah. And th- that was the part where actually my jaw dropped. Okay. And, and here's why. Here's why. is because It jumped off of the, there was a painting on the wall, and yep. then he jumped off of that, and then onto jumped a what? Onto, a, onto a what? Onto a physical couch. Physical couch. Yeah. And then he jumped from there to what? A physical floor. Yeah, here, I think we've got it. it, it it's in this video over here. I liked the, the turtle part, the, the National Geographic part of this. Um, but then here comes the, um, uh-huh, the Mickey yeah. Mouse part. Um, yeah, so it, it jumps off and then lands on the, the, the floor correctly. And then jumps onto the, on the, right, the couch. So and and you know I can't help but remember back to like 2014 uh, when uh, when the first Microsoft Hololens came out and you know they're trying to do all these demos and stuff like that. One of the demos that never saw the light of day, mm-hmm. uh, and I really wish it did. And I know my kids would love to see you know see the light of day. That I think with this uh, Disney uh, with Miss Mickey Mouse at demonstration kind of nailed is that you know now you have content that is you know spatially aware spatially computed obviously yep. um and now you can interact with it and you could, microsoft was trying to say you know what you could play minecraft and you know they would show a table and you yeah, put on the hollow lens yeah. and, and you know you know I, if i could have done that with my kids you know way back then right you know now the hollow lens is my own babysitter <laughs> and, and didn't go that way but now we have something that you know kids can be like okay you know it's not always just me sitting down and you're know, lying down and, and consuming content it's interacting with that content to, you know, towards some end. And maybe it's a gaming piece. And but who, the and, fact that it's that Right, and I think that's another thing for developers wow. to start thinking about is like, all right, well, we've got this Avengers property, for example, if, mm-hmm. if I'm Disney and Marvel. Why not have in, in my house, now I can now fight the bad guys. I can be Iron Man and put my hand out and boom. And now I'm, I'm actually playing a game sort of in my own room and the, and the, the villains are jumping around on the couch and all these different locations. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool, but that's probably the vision Joe or the vision. Like it's probably coming down the line. The ones that aren't going to break when the kids, cause again, I don't know how many, how many of these people are going to give it to their kids at this point. Uh, that's right. true. I did. I did. Have I, a well, quick- I, again, that's not, that's not this one. Yes. But I'll tell you that that generation is absolutely what this is for. My son is 11. Yep. And, you know, he asked me, like, because he knew I was busy all day. He's like, what, what were you doing? And I showed him, and he immediately was all in. Yeah. All in. So that, that generation is digital, connected, and ready for yes. all of this technology much like we were with like nintendo and atari and our parents like what are you doing (laughs) right right like that generation like this is for that generation it's you know plenty of people our age are going to use it but uh like first of all he's an apple person without even realizing because he has an ipad and he has an iphone and he has an airpod yeah because i you know i i'm i'm using them he uses them his generation all use imessage and now in 10 years when he is 20 which is crazy to say, but he will be at some point. <laughs> He's going to probably, this will be the thing he probably has in college. Right, right. Well, that, that, that's, that's digital natives. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted to jump back to the Disney stuff just re, uh, real quickly. Is the I started thinking about um, a lot of the entertainment and the the sort of the movie watching and things like that. It, it feels like it's going to be in a closed ecosystem initially, or do you think that I, I'm going to be able to access any video that I have or any video service, like, will I be able to watch Netflix on this or do I have to wait for Netflix to sort of sign a deal with Apple? Um, any, does anybody know anything well, about that? I, I think next Netflix will have to make, uh, XROS app. Yeah. For it. I would, I mean, I, that's the only way I can think of it working is that unless you go through like a website or something, I'm knocking through the developer information that's coming out and I haven't found anything which would give me a solid answer to that. Yes, but that's, that's yeah. one way it could go, Mike. Yeah. Right. Uh, cause, cause obviously it's an Apple presentation. They're going to show you everything that you can watch. Yeah, on well, Apple, right now it's like all Ted Apple Lasso stuff, and, except for that, that Disney piece, which we don't right. even really know if what we, we don't even know what of that is real and what is it. 
Mm. Yeah, Apple will definitely like tout any partnership that it has in terms of content. You know, I, I think that Apple also made a point saying that, listen, you know, all, you will have at your fingertips hundreds upon thousands of apps that you have on your iPhone and your iPad. They're going to be here, too. OK, but and, but not the enhanced version or like just a regular. So I'll just be able to play 2D Candy Crush. On this. <laughs> Come back in 10 months and let's find out. <laughs> uh, all I'd right. be very surprised if that was part of it. Like, I know when the, when the iPad came out, they let you blow up iPhone apps and it was a terrible experience. Right. I'd be really surprised if that was any that, something that they wanted to do here. I think it's going to be only apps specifically developed for this environment because, again, they want to this 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 world that they're making like it, it they want it to be as uh, as next generation as it can possibly get so throwing a 2d iphone screen and having you tap away at it like that's not the that's not the concept here. okay okay i seem to recall that at some point during my late night last night i came across a, a, a video somewhere which indicated that one way to get an app to the vision of, to, to, to these devices is a, a little click box you have to take in xcode um, which kind of uh, sort of like automatically helps create a, a user interface, yep. which kind of matches what they do. Um, yeah. But it's still an intentional decision, right? Not just you know anything at the wall. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, there was another question I had uh, for you guys. Was I noticed that all four of us are wearing glasses? So it, it, it um, this is one of those issues that I think I've had with, with VR goggles. Uh, is that you either have to design something where you can wear the the glasses inside, or there's some sort of like auto fo- well not autofocus but d- did you get a sense that now I, I think I read in your story Johnny was that they will have accessories for sort yeah. of prescription lens types of a thing which I guess would solve my problem because I've got like the my left eye is weaker than my right eye so mm. it's almost like I couldn't just sort of it wouldn't be able to autofocus me uh, like automatically um, it would almost be like 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 let's talk about that and then also about the comfort of wearing this thing uh, like how long are you going to be able to wear this on your head Johnny. Lenses are an optional extra. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go. So I'll go to my eye doctor and say, I need a prescription they're, they're not, for this. They're not just an optional extra. They're required. So it, the eye mm-hmm. tracking doesn't work with eyeglasses. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you ha- when you buy a, a Vision Pro. You're going to have to then get the specific. Your prescription and they will send you magnetic lenses pop onto mm-hmm. the inside of the reality pro and that's how you're going to use it so um i don't know what they're going to cost oh, probably 500 dollars each yeah <laughs> maybe more but that is absolutely something that people are going to have to consider when buying this thing because and it also so if you have a household mm-hmm. right <laughs> Yeah. You have to worry about the people in your house description. And my wife has a different one. You got to buy extra lenses and stuff if you want to share it. Right. So that's, um, I think it's very, it's cool that they thought about that, but it's a, that's a whole extra expense. Apparently when you go to the demo area, Apple is taking your glasses and, you know, getting you the proper ones to fit in so you can, so you can use it for that for you know you can properly use oh, it. Oh that's interesting. Yeah. I assume contact lenses won't be a problem. I don't know. I haven't read that or heard that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I have to assume if you have contacts they would work just fine. I I guess cuz it's 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 eye tracking. What now what so what about work. what about the comfort uh, f- f- uh part of that uh, Ramon like how how long can you go when you're wearing one of these these headsets? Uh, before you start to get fatigued? Probably a couple hours. Yeah. I mean a lot of it is going to be content based. I mean if I really want to see a movie I'll watch the movie. Okay. Okay. If I really want to play a game that long, I'll, I'll play the game that long. But, um, you know, I, I didn't see, you know, and it, it's hard to tell, you know, the comfort level of, of a strap around somebody's head. But, right. you know, nobody, and really nobody looked like, made it seem as if, you know, this was squeezing the, you know, ever living daylights out of their heads. Okay. Right. Um, but, but you, you still know, need a firm seal around sort of the eyes, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's where it could get, you know, hot, steamy. And, and I think that could be, you know, one of the things that I'd have questions about, you know, at the demo and, and say, yeah. you know, what's your recommendation and, and how hot and how humid can it get? Uh, because, you know, at the end of this, you know, you're going to come out looking like a raccoon. <laughs> right. And you might even feel like one, one too. So, so you know, in, in terms of comfort, yeah, you got your strap in the back and it's made of, you know, 3D knitting. And, and I get that. It's breathable. Um, but, you know, for me, the, the cover really really is going to lie between, you know, you know, at my eyeballs. Okay. And uh, one of the things that they didn't tech, but they, they didn't talk about, but they did allude to was that, you know, this, uh, the vision pro is automatically going to adjust to your, uh, your IPD. 
your uh, interpupillary uh, distance. Okay. Which is, you know, the space I'm, I'm glad you actually defined that acronym. <laughs> I've never heard that before. So it's, 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 it's the space between your two pupils. Okay. Okay. Because if, if you looked at, you know, one of the videos, you can see that, you know, the two primary lenses sliding back and yep. forth ever so slightly. So it's a perfect fit. So, you know, to, uh, you know, to Mike's question, you know, what if you have a family of, of however many, do you need X number of devices or at least for lenses? Um, but you know, the answer, you know, as far as I could tell is that you, you probably still just need one. And depending on who that user is, it's going to make the, you know, the allowances to say, okay, right. you know, we know that your, your, your IPD is like, you know, 3.8 and, uh, you know, whatever, uh, like, I think it was like a 38 or something like that. And then, you know, it'll slide directly into whatever it has to be in order for you to have the, the best optimized experience. Yeah. Any other thoughts on sort of, oh, I think that the comfort part will then be, um, alleviated by the fact that this only has a two hour battery life. So you'll be mm -hmm. able, you know, the battery will die before probably you get uncomfortable wearing it on the head. But they also did say that it was all day work when plugged in. So I'm assuming there's a, an, uh, an electrical power cable that will go into the battery pack and then the battery pack will then charge. Yeah, yeah, US, uh, USB C. Yeah. Yeah. So that's again why the mobility thing wasn't, you, you didn't see anybody running around with this because mm -hmm. again, it's only going to, if you're on a plane, like the, you know, that movie won't end before, before <laughs> your battery's drained, right? Well, there are plugs on planes. You can you can plug like electric. Oh, okay, well, I'm not. I haven't flown in. Oil. I got to tell you, I'm not. I'm not bringing a thirty-five hundred dollar pair of goggles. <laughs> despite what apple wants me to do it's not happening yeah here's the one thing about that the, the cable okay it's not so much the cable itself is oh wait it, the supple woven cable <laughs> is that what they're calling it that sure. was that was their that was their <laughs> euphemism for heavy <laughs> Here, here's my here's the one thing and, and I, I credit my colleague uh, jatesh uh Ubrani who pointed this out to me is that if you take a look at the placement of uh, the jack on the headset itself. It's over, it's, you know, right around or above your ear or somewhere uh -huh. around there. The thing is, like, it's it, the way that it's pointed, okay, when you try to plug it in, you know, it's straight back, which kind of makes for a really weird experience having this wire kind of draping over you, okay? Um, a, a much more, you know, comfortable way to do it so that, you know, it, it actually wouldn't, it's actually less of a chance of falling out if it's pointed ever so slightly downward. Okay, because having it out back, it's again weird wire placement, uh, weird comfort issues uh, as a result. Uh, and I think that's it's one thing that you know I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Perhaps it's something that Apple overlooked uh, when it comes to saying, uh, okay, uh, you know, where do you put this? Yeah, Johnny, go ahead. Uh, I'm curious now because one thing I didn't pick up is is what's, what what is the connection from the power cable to 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 the device? I'm looking at a picture of it now, and and I can see it looks a bit like a MagSafe one. In which case, at least you don't have to you, you be able to use magnetism. But is it? I actually don't know. It's a question I'd like to find out. Hmm. <laughs> and another feature request would be an over your head strap for those days when you do want to move around and you don't want your three and a half thousand bucks landing on the floor. <laughs> um, um, you know, I think that, that they could actually start doing uh, fitness videos if they're doing over the head right. strap as well as the side ones. <laughs> um, maybe I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, when they announced this thing for shipping, mm -hmm. there wasn't a fitness accessory that you can buy mm. that, that does just that. As well as a larger battery pack or an extra battery pack, right. like all that all that stuff will be taken care of. There's going to be another event before this ships, just like they did with Apple Watch. Yep. Like we'll yep. we'll have one next March or something where they'll reveal eight more things that that it does yep. or has that we didn't get today or yesterday. All right, I do want to ask you about some of the other things that were announced at WWDC. Is is you know so we you know obviously we can do more videos about Vision Pro as we get closer to the actual device shipping um but what else um i'll start with uh with uh michael on this one what, you know what other things because i think we when we were talking a few uh months ago i think you would predicted this 15 inch macbook air is that correct like you would yeah that, uh, that wasn't that wasn't that, that much of a prediction it was fair, it was, it was fairly, fairly obvious rude. i'm trying to give you some yeah, credit here michael <laughs> Uh, uh, honestly, all the other all the other announcements were were expected. The M2 Ultra chip, the Mac Pro, the, the 15 inch Air, and obviously all the all the OS updates. Um, so I'll I'll do the Air. I mean, it's it's fine. The, the best part of it is the price. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be 14.99. Yep. It came in at 12.99, and they cut the price of the 13 to 10.99, mm -hmm. which yep. is great. Um, all of that is good. 
there's nothing wrong with the 15 inch air. It's per, it's perfectly fine. It's a 15 inch version of the 13.6 model. Right. Right. Um, okay. If you want a little, if you want a little more screen, I personally think that 15 inches is like the sweet spot. For, I have a 14 inch Pro. It's a little bit too small sometimes. 16 inch Pro is a little bit too big for for me for carrying it around and stuff. So 15 is a nice size. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to sell a ton of them at that price. I expected it to be 200 dollars higher than it was. Okay, Johnny, anything else from the other announcements uh, from the hardware side? I, I can only completely agree with everything that Mike said about the, the MacBook Air. It's going to be an incredibly successful machine. It's got loads of real estate on it. It's powerful. It's great. I want one already. Um, but, I mean, I could get really geeky and start moaning about device management for Apple Watch and managed device attestation for Macs and all the other really quite exciting things which are just beginning to announce right now, which kind of goes straight into the enterprise IT audience who use these things. And they're an important audience for this too. Because especially when it comes to Macs, they've been lapping them up and Apple wants them to keep on lapping them up. And uh, the more they sort of work towards making it easy to integrate Macs within a sort of mixed computing world, um, the, the better things seem to be going for them, especially in the States. And so, you know, the, there's, there's that going on too. Um, and, and then, of course, you've got your Mac Pro and your, 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 your studio, and people are sort of saying, well, why are they doing a studio if they're doing a Pro? Well, man, you want you, you, the Pro, six different, six PCIe slots, um, astonishing power. This is, this is, that's the most hardcore system you can get now, and I'd love to know if there's a PC that really competes with it. I guess we'll know that when the, when the group test starts shipping right. <laughs> at some point later on. Yeah, that's uh, a device I will good. never, ever have on my desktop because I can't afford a $7,000 <laughs> Mac. But yeah, I, I, I agree. But the, if you're talking about performance, the Mac Studio, the M2 Ultra Mac Studio, same chip, same RAM, same storage. Yeah. The difference is the the PCI slots. It's the the, the Mac Pro was always a niche machine, but it is now basically for the 700 people left who have a spot <laughs> filled by an Intel Mac Pro right now, right. and just need to replace it with something because. For all intents and purposes, you can save three thousand dollars and get the Mac Studio and get the exact same performance. Yeah, you know, you, you drop the word Intel and and uh, Ramon, <laughs> like you noticed this too that they they kept dropping Intel in terms of the comparison, like seven times faster than Intel or five times faster yeah, than well, this. Yeah, that's, that's but that's what it's coming from. I mean, that that makes sense to me. Yeah, well, no, and I, that's, I, I mean, that's was, the big that's the biggest competitor, or well, the only competitor really. AMD AMD is getting there. But yeah, Intel's. I, I think for Apple's sake, you know, they they have to benchmark against something, uh-huh. okay? And, you know, sure, you can benchmark against M1, and you're not going to be flagged for that. But if you really want to make a splash, okay, because chances are if you're going to compare against an M1, you're probably going to get, you know, 30 40% bigger. When you come out and say, against Intel, something comparable, four times faster. Now they got something to really hang their hat on, yeah. and then after that, you know, the, it's, it's just you know a matter of saying, boy, you know, I can just have a you know that much better of an experience uh, on account of this compared to you know some of the stuff that I've been playing for years. Uh- mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was impressed by the, how much they were focusing on. And again, I haven't followed a lot of the Apple stuff before, uh, like the last few years with this move towards the their own chips and the whole Apple Silicon in ecosystem. It felt like yesterday it was like we're all in on our own chips now. Uh, we've we've got this R1 chip for you know, and and the was it M2 Ultra that's or M2, M2. Max in, in the headset Ultra. So, so, so they've got, it's just, it's just an M2 in the headset. M2 in the headset. Yeah. But, but basically they're saying like, we're all in on our own silicon now. And, and it it felt like yesterday was like, well, we don't need these other chipsets anymore. And and I think, you know, that was the vision Apple had way back when, Yeah, way back when. And now it's realized to the point that, yeah, we, we can all just basically sit around this table, you know, in person, virtually or not and say, well, of course they could have their own silicon. What else are they going to use? Right. And, 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 you know, you can imagine all the benefits they have. I mean, they can, you know, chart their own course as to how fast, how much, what price, what size. I mean, you know, it, it's all on them. Is there going to be some sort of then benchmarking speed war between them and other, other chip makers at some point? Or is that more of a really geeky thing that we'll let the PC oh, world I mean, right, right about now there. <laughs> yeah, there is. They're so far ahead right now uh-huh. with their silicon on, on, mm-hmm. on all fronts. Um, Qualcomm Snapdragon is like two generations behind the iPhone 8, a uh, 16 chip. Intel, I mean, if you compare Intel's workstation chips, the M2 Ultra either matches or beats that. Graphics, uh, 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 unified graphics, forget it. 
but you know you can even compare against like higher end discrete graphics and and the, yeah. uh, apple silicon is 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 in the ballpark what what apple is doing with the silicon is tremendous and the vision pro is the the best example of what that leads to right when you control everything mm-hmm. you can do i mean just incredible stuff it, you know like i get like almost like wispy because like if steve jobs was still alive right now imagine what he could his vision could bring you know credit this thing to tim cook the the vision pro is is a is a remarkable device it's, it's, it's amazing cutting edge incredible completely new completely um um you know this whole next gen platform right but he's not steve jobs nobody is right and i just wonder if 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 he was if he if he was alive with this with apple silicon like what he would be able to do because look what he did with with other people's silicon right <laughs> right right yeah and what's amazing is it scales i mean you know yeah we've got the apple we've yeah. got we've got a mm-hmm. apple silicon in a mac pro we've got apple silicon in a watch we've got apple silicon in a phone you've got it on your headset and in your tv and this 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 process these process processors that they create which delivers so much computational performance at low energy, enabling them to continue to maintain an environmental uh, uh, focus, which they have to have. We are our world needs to have. Our world needs everyone else to have it too. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 you know this is this is this is so important and so fundamental because it enables them, like Mike's saying, to come up with almost any creation which would benefit from putting a processor inside. They now have the ability to do that. They're limited, at least in terms of processes, only by their imagination at this stage. And I guess. Yeah. You know the 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 the, uh, the Vision Pro will enable them to do an awful lot of fast prototyping of various different things they could try and make um, while they're having their tea, um, which is nice. You know, I think that'd be lovely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think I think Apple Silicon remains the star of the show, even if it didn't get so much airtime yesterday. Right, right. You know, um, it's, it's 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 enabling so much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wanted to jump into some of the software stuff that they were talking about. And now there's so much that like a lot of these things seem like little things, but I wanted to just get your thoughts on something. Um, for example, like in the, in their messaging app, they, they made a, a, they sort of dropped a joke about that. It'll finally learn that you're not saying the word ducking. And I think we all know what <laughs> word we're, we're going to be saying. I mean, that, that was kind of an inside little joke. Um, but then also then dropping, uh, the the word "Hey" from "Hey Siri." Um, it, it also did feel like that they're not dropping Siri at all. I mean, we heard we heard news uh, a couple days ago that Microsoft is finally getting rid of Cortana, you know, in favor of this AI stuff. Um, it, it did seem subtle that they kept dropping Siri in, and that they also then kept using the term machine learning instead of AI or artificial intelligence. Um, did you guys pick up on that as well, or am I just maybe like over? Piped on an AI that and that that I'm that I'm they didn't away from this ecosystem. They didn't mention AI once, right? In the, in in over two hours, yet they talked around AI a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, Siri's not going anywhere. I mean, I know that we it's it's a, it's the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah, but it's it's a it's 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 ingrained into their products. It's an important. Mm-hmm part of every single thing that we use and now the headset is also going to be voice activated too so siri's not going anywhere um the autocorrect stuff is encouraging mm-hmm. because uh that's another that's another place where apple kind of led the way mm-hmm. and then fell off yeah. much like siri so they took the time i mean i haven't used it yet but based on what they were saying like it's going to be like like loads better and it you know it was okay before if that if that's like a hundred percent reliable now, that leads me to believe that the next thing they're going to revamp is Siri's understanding, because you know language is at the forefront of that. Siri's understanding, Siri's ability to to quickly get it, get information and and deliver it, those types of things. Maybe maybe next year at WWDC, because again, that's going to be forefront to the headset. Like right. You're going to need to. They they kept saying voice, you know, hands. Hands, eyes, and voice. Right. So that's that's going to be part. But of But they didn't show so, any really. Uh, they didn't show a lot of examples of people using the voice to control anything or to. They to, did, to do and, and perhaps perhaps that's part of the the development still to come. I mean, yeah. remember they got ten months in tech, ten to twelve months in tech time is. I mean, that's an eternity. Yeah. So there's a lot that they still have to do with this headset. 
but um, AI may become part of Siri, but Siri's not going to go away like like Cortana. I mean, Cortana never really caught on. Lots yeah, of people use Siri. Johnny, they're, they're moving towards getting better. They're moving towards getting better at detecting intent. Mm-hmm. And if you just mm-hmm. think about the AirPods and what the AirPods do, when you're talking to somebody and it will say, "Oh yeah, you're talking to somebody," and I'm going to change the way I do the sound so you can hear them and they can hear you. You have a natural speaking experience. Or when you're walking down a noisy environment and the AirPods, are, oh, that sounds a bit noisy. I'm going to put some noisy noise control in there so you get a clear music experience. Well, they may sound sort of relatively small things, but they're quite big things because that is machine intelligence figuring out how to help you with your life and that's fundamental to i think apple's approach with siri and with uh, 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 uh mostly machine vision intelligence in their products um um, um to, to to enable you to do more with your life and i think we'll be looking at siri getting better at understanding and predicting what you want based on what it knows around you so you won't be saying hey anymore it will already give you the answer and i think that's kind of where they're going and that's very different from the sort of generative ai model that sucks up all the column inches now right um, but realistically it's just a smart chat <laughs> and, um, uh, but Siri is becoming yeah. a machine which enables the human. Mm-hmm. While the dangers, the dangers of the government t- talking about ChatGPT and untrammeled use of AI and how it threatens society um, is is that kind of that doesn't really enable the human. That suppresses it. And I think those mm-hmm. are two very different models of how to apply machine intelligence in a in a digital age. Ramon, and, you have, a, so you have some thoughts there too. Apple succeeds yeah. with this. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm kind of I'm inching ever so closer to you know. AI hangover right now. Okay. You, you're hearing about it, you know, a lot of the times and, you know, it's it's the buzzword of 2023. Yeah. And, you know, how many, you know, where are the places that, uh, you know, we could put them in and, 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 and uh, you know, you know, generate a poem, a song, or whatever, write me a, write me my term paper, et cetera. Um, and, and, you know, I don't think, you know, Apple even used the words AI. No, they didn't. In not. as much as they use the words virtual reality. Okay. Right. But instead, or what they, metaverse, they didn't uh, use metaverse. Or metaverse, exactly. But instead, what did they do? They said, listen, hey, you know, we're making, this is probably not, you know, what they said verbatim, but we're making this entire experience that much more, what, human. Mm-hmm. Okay. That make that experience much more convenient. So you don't have to think about it. You just do it. You just use it. You just say it. Okay. And let all machine learning and let all the algorithms take place in the background. Cause you know what? Joe and Jane Smith on Main Street USA, don't care. <laughs> okay. And they probably don't even want to hear the words, but they want to know that Siri is going to be able to deliver the information that they need, yep. execute the tasks that they need done, and then move on with their lives. Okay. Good job, Apple. Uh, were, were there any other? Like, gonna go, I, yeah, go ahead, Michael. I was just going to mm. say, like, I'm quite sure Apple has a whole team working on generative AI stuff. Right. They're just, they're not the kind of company. That's going to throw in an app into into iOS 17 that may or may not be accurate, may or may not be, uh, you know, like uh, 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 filled. Whatever's wrong with ChatGPT and those types of chatbots, Apple Apple isn't in the business of shipping products that may or may not be what they want them to be. Right. So we'll get that at some point. Whether it's a separate thing, whether it's built into Siri, whether it's part of some other device, who knows? But they, Maybe it'll just be an underlying thing in all of its products that we never actually are able to tap into directly. But I'm quite certain that they're working on Like, it's the biggest company in the world, the biggest tech company, biggest company, get tech. Yeah. Biggest company in the world. Do you think that they're missing out? No, I think they're the, just waiting. The, I think the they're trend? waiting to perfect it like they're they do just, with everything else. Right. And yesterday was not right. the time to do it. Yeah, and that's a good point. That's it. It's also... And and waiting to see if it's a if it's a viable thing or just the flavor of the month and right. it goes away. Right. Um, it's interesting that there was no work on Siri Kit at WDC. There's nothing much yeah. being said to developers, which I think actually says a zillion things to developers. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're up to something. All right, I'm going to close yeah. out. I'm going to ask each of you, sort of from the from the other list of all the other things that were announced, was you know what else what else either impressed you or are you looking forward to? Um, Ramon, I'll start with you. Focus on health. Okay, and that's that's it's it's a pleasant and kind of refreshing thing that you know it's not always about displays, it's not always about the sound, it's how technology is affecting us uh-huh. and the steps that Apple is trying to take to safeguard my health, your health, and health, everybody else's health, so that you know we we don't uh, degenerate that much faster. 
I am going to add one thing on this, on this, and it's it oh, just it. It, well. So they, they there was this focus on obviously the mental health and the mindfulness, and that's that's fine. That's 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 cool. Uh, but then they started talking about vision health with mm-hmm. you know sort of the myopia, myopia. and the discussion of myopia. Um, and you're talking about trying to get kids to go outside and get some some fresh air at the same time then they just drop this vision pro headset on you which you're going to be sitting in a, in a dark only room for two for, hours only for only two, for two hours. hours but it did feel like hey we really care about your your vision health but hey here's this new vision pro thing that mm-hmm. again maybe it's just me being cynical i just thought it was like oh well you know but of course they're concerned about the kids and not necessarily the the old guys who've like Oh, we're all wearing glasses. We're far gone. Right. Uh, okay. So, so the focus on health. Uh, Michael, what was what 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 else from the updates um, were you, was impressive to you, or did you like? Oh wow, that's cool. Michael, uh, there was a yeah. feature uh, iOS seventeen feature called called live voicemail, and yep. what that does is when someone calls you on your screen, you'll see. So, like everyone else, I only pick up like maybe three people and everyone else. I just kind of let to go to voicemail and then I'll wait two two minutes and then I'll check it. What this does is as someone leaves a voicemail, you'll get a readout on your screen of what they're saying and you can read it. And if it's important, you can pick up like, <laughs> like the answering machine. I know the old school answering machine. machine. Like, now. <laughs> when we, when <laughs> they, we were sitting they, at they, home they screening our calls. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I but, do like um, that one as well. Yeah. It's just it's just a nifty little feature that pro- it's probably five years overdue, but it's pretty cool. We um we uh, one of the people on our team have a dev beta, so we tested it and it was pretty spot on. the uh, The transcription was 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 excellent. Okay, yeah one of the, one of the things that like I'll get a call and I'm it, it's like from my plumber or an electrician and I don't have that number memorized mm-hmm. and it's not in the in the the sort of the caller ID. So that would yeah. be nice to be able to pick up and go, oh, yeah, the guy's right. calling me, and, and, and now and, I can pick that, up the that call. And that happens a lot. Yeah. Like, it'll mm-hmm. be a home service, or it'll be someone who you just met and you don't have their number, or yeah. it'll be someone that you know. Like, oh, I'll just talk to them later, and oh, shit, it's important. Oh, right, sorry. right. And some, someone you don't know, and you're like, oh, it's oh, it's important. So, like, like it's a it's a cool feature, and it's it also an extremely useful feature. I think what cracks me up about this is is that you know I think it's a great feature and stuff, and and the thing is a, a lot of people you know uh, are looking at, at this particular feature and saying, wow, that is so awesome, that's so cool, that's so handy, and uh, my my other knee jerk reaction is yes. <laughs> And Android's had it for years. <laughs> I know, I know. But again, they're not speaking to the Android folks out there. They're speaking to Still. the people that are in this Apple ecosystem. Yeah, but yeah. you know, the Apple uh, folks in the Apple ecosystem said, "Yeah, Apple is just you know <laughs> they so did it again. They they, they re- no, they invented it. This this is brand new." <laughs> Johnny, uh, anything else impress you from from the announcements yeah, yesterday? Yeah, couple of things. Um, they're speaking to the Android folks out there all the time, which is why they're getting record switches at the moment. But more importantly, I think my favourite feature, the feature that made me happiest, the one that made me chuckle, this feature by all the features is the best feature, even though it's very Android, name drop. I just thought that was, a, I like that feature. That is the one feature which I thought was a genius from the naming department. It's so simple and so useful, but absolutely beautiful, calling it name drop. Oh, that was inspired. And I love the fact that all these features... All these intelligent features are taking advantage of edge device processing. They're not sharing your information with a meta. Oh, anyone. They're not sharing your data with the advertising company. They're not, you know, we're getting a real result of what intelligent devices can do for you while maintaining your privacy so you do not become uh, something to be marketed at, stamped numbered or sealed or, or like a prisoner in, in the prisoner. I did. Yeah. Six. I did notice that as well. I did notice that as well, that for every new feature Name that drop. either tracked something or uh, took data from you, like whether it's like we've got more health information for you and all this other stuff, they then made an extra point of saying, Oh yes. And in, in your, you know, your data will be secure. It'll be private. We're not going to share this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like even with the vision pro that like, they're like, it's optic ID to, to sort of unlock the device but remember you you know this is not going to go anywhere so that people aren't going to have an iris scan of of my face mm-hmm. so there's that balance yeah. that that apple has probably done better than other companies to be honest in in terms yeah. of mm-hmm. sort of reinforcing that um 
but with the name drop like that's the first Dave, thing I've, the name drop the name drop thing is where yeah. i take my phone and i and i connect to ramon's phone mm. and boom we've got now we've got our contact information the first thing i thought of is like uh is my are, are my teenage daughters and how if they're going to try to drop a number to someone it's going to be easier if they want to but now how do you prevent like the the, the creepy person from sort of getting that phone number and that's but that's me as a dad of two well, teenagers. I don't, it's not going to share your number to anyone who's within within uh, distance of your iPhone. Like you're still going to have to purposely do it, just like AirDrop. Mm. Right, but we've also mm. seen some some stuff where, like they, you know, uh, criminals were grabbing credit card data from the phone from Apple Pay, and 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 you know there were some stories about security hacks in bars where everybody's all next to each other. Who, who's to say sure. that someone's not going to sort yeah. of like sidle up to a phone and mm. grab a number? I'm sure that Apple's thought of that. The, okay. the story you bring up was somebody following someone, getting their passcode, stealing their phone, entering the passcode, okay. changing their Apple ID. It was a it was a very sophisticated system. Right. Um, I I mean they showed it in action very briefly, but my guess is it's going to require Face ID at least as on one of the ends. Okay. To uh, to launch the service. This They're sounds- not gonna, I mean. You're right. There, that's a that's. I mean, if privacy is Apple's game, and it is, that's a major privacy breach. If everybody you walk near, you can get their their contact information just by, you know, putting your phone near theirs. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's also then going to take away the tactic of giving people fake phone numbers. <laughs> that's true. Because well, we never I mean, did that when we were kids. It, <laughs> it's five five five. I mean, we know. <laughs> There's always malicious people with malicious intent to look at any system and try and find yeah, a way to undermine it. Well, our job as humans is to continue to be aware of that. Our job as journalists is to continue to warn people about that and how to yep. protect themselves. And as parents, of course, we just have to hope that our kids don't share the phone number with the wrong person in the first place and you know, and just give them a bit of love and some personal responsibility <laughs> what a great way to end the show all right today. so so just just finally in terms of uh in terms of the vision pro right now um i i i'm getting a sense that none of us are going to sort of go out and buy it but to right. to generate you know the next generation or the third generation it does feel like we will eventually own one of these things Is, am i am i right on that or um are we going to start saving our pennies in dollars and well, I mean, as the editor of Macworld, I think I might have. To. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, I'm sure they'll give you a work one, right? Mm-hmm. And and well, IDC maybe. and IDC, I mean, I'm sure you're going to get one, Ramon. We're hoping, and and, and uh, but you know, for my own personal use, come see me in 2025. Okay, okay. and Johnny, uh, did you, you know, you going to get one, know, or are I'll they going to just bring a lot of competitions? I'll be getting a couple of raffles on the go, and I'll be doing a fundraising campaign starting next year for <laughs> chips in the UK. So please, please be ready to do generously at that point. Thank I will. I will probably have. To, I will probably buy the Vision Joe two, or Vision Joe three when it comes down to about a thousand bucks. Then, or maybe two thousand. Yeah. Maybe and, then. Uh, I'll, ladies I'll... and gentlemen, stand by for the uh, GoFundMe. Yes, start funding for so that Keith and Johnny and everyone else can get a, uh, a Vision Pro. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Um, again, thanks for this conversation. Uh, it was it was great to talk with you guys about this. Uh, I always love talking about apple stuff so thank you guys take care all right thank you that's all the time we have for today's episode don't forget to like the video subscribe to the channel and add any comments that you have below join us every week for new episodes of today in tech i'm keith shaw thanks for watching